Welcome to Revere Assets, Your Money, with Danny Stewart. You never know how far the stock is going to go down. Tim Razor. Danny knows I'm a geek for all of this stuff. And Don Vandenborg. Telling it like it is. If you're seeking the best stock knowledge this side of Wall Street, you've come to the right place. I'm sorry, did I steal your stuff? No, you didn't steal any thunder. Who's handling this segment? (laughs) For the next hour, Danny, Tim, and Don will be talking investing. Investing is 90% psychological, and I love that. Trades. The market will usually overshoot to the downside and to the upside. And dumpster fires. Because it doesn't matter what you think or what I think, and it matters even less what Danny thinks. And now, here's your hosts... Danny, Tim, and Don. This is going to be uh, the second. No, this is going to be the best show. I was going to say the second best show, but this is going to be the best show. Um, one, one. Look at this. Come into our studio with the fireplace crackling. Now, so Zach, screen, Zach comes in, and I say, Zach, I need sound from my computer. We got to figure this out. He goes, Wait a minute. I think we can do this. And like after how, 400 shows, we 400 figured shows. out how to get sound <laughs> off my computer. We Turns done. out it's a simple cable. Now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> who knew? So I say to Zach, you gotta you gotta undo the mute button, Tim. Yeah. yeah. So without yeah. without a, a hint of irony in my voice, I go, oh Zach, let me show you what I'm. Uh, I want to. I've got something queued up on another tab in Google Chrome. But Zach, like un- down below here, there's like a whole like Google, Google, Google. You can see it. Look at the bottom of my screen. Google, go. Google, Google. Google, Google. Tim's got a lot of tabs open. When I say there might be 500 tabs opened up on my computer, that's not an exaggeration. That's how I remember stuff. And so, um, don't, but, but the, the, so here's the, I, this is where you would go, irony. So I go, hey, Zach, I'll just test it with the sound that I normally listen to while I'm working. And he says, what's that? Oh, it's this ADHD intense relief fireplace sounds from Mind Amend. Crackling fire? Well, it's five. Uh, dude, I've got ADHD. Like, I've got 500 <laughs> tabs opened up on my computer. Zach's making fun of me. He goes, and you're going to listen to the ADHD intense fireplace release. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. He, he was like, don't look at all those tabs. Check this out. ADHD, <laughs> ADHD intense five. fire release. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's how I get over my 500 tab addiction. Ridiculous. So anyway, big show. So last week, Danny wasn't here. Um, and we went through... Um, we, Send me that link. I may need that for my daughter. It's a good show. Yeah, it's a good time. So last week was a really good show. And so um, as the markets are selling off today. So, by the way, we're doing the show early this week. Zach is attending the, his wedding. He's already married, ladies, so yes. off the market. Sorry. But his sister's getting married. Congratulations, Jeez. Zach's sister. Thanks. And so uh, Zach will be out of town. So we're shooting the show Wednesday. And I'll tell you what. I think it's a great thing we're shooting the show Wednesday. Really? Yeah, totally do. Why is that? Because the market's selling off, and people want to hear from us uh, in force. Normally, I do the Wednesday video. Right. I've noticed, by chance, the markets really struggle on Wednesdays. And I'm like, oh, this is great. i got something to talk about. But uh, we're shooting the show. I'll have the Wednesday video, so it'll be a double whammy for me. And um, I think, I think it's going to be a really good thing. But I want to build a little bit before we start talking markets a little bit. I think markets are going SPX 3,500. We can, we can address that later. Um, and I, and by the way, uh, by the end of the show, if you listen to the one last thing, I'm going to give you, uh, 
a surefire investing strategy that works in any market. But these markets uh, bring out the worst in, in some people, okay? And I want to cover that here. And I, what I don't want to do is denigrate. And last week I was really, I was trying very hard not to denigrate. <laughs> Danny's laughing. I don't think I denigrated. <laughs> I, I was being honest and forthright. Mm -hmm. And there, there's a difference there. And um, we're going we're gonna to bring something up and somebody up here in a minute. And let, let me show you what I'm getting. By the way, any, anything you have a question on that we cover, you don't like my tone, don't like um, how, how we're doing things around here, just stick to the stocks, Tim. Uh, look, right here is the complaint line. Dan at revereasset.com. Okay, but you can get a hold of anyone. It's on here. Uh, right over there, there's me. If you have your connected device, you're listening to the show, just hit the phone button and it connects you right to America's Right there. I want to make sure you, especially in these markets, there is a lot of wealth destruction going on right now. Okay? You're not holding a lot of cash. You're, you're well, taking it on the chin. Uh, and, um, there's, uh, I'm going to tell you with us, whether you're a client or not, there's always somebody to talk to here. And I'm not, I'm not being facetious in the least because uh, we, we, Danny and I have talked about this in past shows. I, I don't know when. It's been a couple of years. But people will do drastic things uh, in times like this. And you're like, Tim, what, what the hell are you talking about? Look, if you're not paying attention, and I, and I know not everybody's paying attention. Um, uh, people who listen to the show regularly are, but I know I know for a fact that you're forwarding on this show to people who don't listen to us. They don't they don't come to us normally for information, and so they might not be paying attention, or they're not in the school of thought of looking at charts and how to how, how we approach the market. There's no other way to say it, that people will self harm in markets. And that's happened time immemorial. And I'm telling you right now, uh, there's always somebody to talk to here. And whatever it is that you're going through, uh, I know in my heart it's recoverable. And that you, uh, you can reach out to any one of us. And uh, you, have a, you have someone to talk to always here. We are, we are your champion uh, always in this pursuit. With that out of the way, let me let me do this. Let me show you something that um, is. I, I think I'm trying to figure out how to best approach this because, I, like I said, I don't want to denigrate. Let me show you something. Hunter, remember last week you and I were talking? Yeah, ma'am. Um, and we were. Can you can you hear me? Can I hear you? Say uh, something, Hunter. I can. I muted yeah. myself to yeah. sneeze oh. there. Oh, there you go, brother. Um, we talking about dollar cost average. He figured it out though in two seconds. It didn't take him four hundred shows. Four hundred shows. Four hundred shows, Danny. Four hundred shows. Hey, this studio is an incredibly complicated oh, setup. If y'all could see what's going on behind the scenes here, you'd you totally understand. Good job, bud. Uh, Hunter, that Zach. I, I, I oh, oh, toggle switch. I Zach, appreciate that. I, I, I muted the uh, fireplace. So you, right, you can you. you can pot it back up. Perfect. Um, yeah. I just realized what happened there. Uh, I'm like, hey, I don't need the fireplace. Oh, yeah, Zach, you're like, wait a second. Zach it's is here. actively producing the show. I got it. Yeah. So uh, we talked about the lost decade. And uh, Hunter, just a quick quick recap. Some of those stocks 
uh, really sound fundamentals. Somebody might say they have a good business. Like, hey, it's a good business. Uh, what are they down for the year? Just run, run through some names, please. Give me five. All right. So first one we'll start off with, we talked about last week a little bit too, snow. This is, and people often, we, we talked about fundamentals a little bit last week. We talked about Upstart, who has good fundamentals, revenue growth, EPS growth, et cetera. But Upstart was down 92% or so at the time we did the show mm -hmm. from its high about seven months ago. Snow is one that, if most people probably don't know this, but they have a extremely high customer approval rating or customer satisfaction, like 98, 99%. Everybody that uses them loves them. However, that hasn't prevented snow from going to from 405 to 126. So that's from the high. From the start of the year, you're talking about roughly 350 to 126. So okay. that, I guess that's probably about as good as you could ask for as far as people. The customers love the business. Everybody seems to think it's a great platform, but that does not necessarily reflect the stock price. Uh, another one we talked about, Datadog, which Microsoft has invested in. I know, you know data is the way of the future the manipulation of data, understanding all the data that we now are able to gather. Uh, same thing, this one has had a really tough go recently, particularly this week. It's had some, uh, un not uncharacteristic, but just down big when the markets were not necessarily down big. Uh, this one opened up the year right around 175 is the high basically on the first trading day of the year, now to 87, uh, where it's currently trading at today. Uh, and you can go on and on. Okay. CrowdStrike, another one, one of the top names in the cybersecurity space. That one started the year. That one's actually not down as bad year to date, but from high to low, which is back in November, 298 to 130, 138 today where it's trading. So a lot of these down 50, 60, 70% just in the last three to five months. Perfect. Zach, come to my screen. Did I, did I spill coffee on me? I think just, I just, did. There's something on there. There's something. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Come, come to my screen. So I want to show you something. And I, I look, a lot of people, uh, I know Twitter's in the news with Elon and everything, but Twitter for me is a wonderful research tool. Let me show you something. One of the many, this is from a Larry Tentarelli, uh, Blue Chip Daily, uh, and you can find him right here, LMT97. One of the many reasons I don't dollar cost average DCA into single stocks. The NASDAQ 100 on 1.3% the year 2000 until July 20th of 20, of 2020. So 20, literally 20 years later, one stock went 100X, that's Apple. 10 stocks went 10X. 50 stocks never saw their 1.3 price high again. 38 went less, lost 50%, and 18 lost 90 plus. Here's the thing. These are, the, these are the top 100 NASDAQ stocks. They're the stocks that everybody's talking about. They're the future. And NASDAQ 100. right now, and I've contended for a long time, and I've, I've advocated this position on the show and in my videos, we're going through a 99 through 2000 through 2001 that finally bottomed out. That's where we're at right now with stocks. Hunter's lamented uh, numerous times, and, and, and you just watching uh, markets at home, know how much tech has been destroyed and we need we need some context to this and we need some protection against this and i'm going to we're going to give it to you all on this show 
It's just got to unfold. These shows are really difficult for me to produce in my mind. Uh, last week was an incredibly difficult show. I think I pulled it off based on some comments. I'm hoping to re replicate the same thing. These are the shows I need you to pass on, like last week's uh, video and this week's. It, I don't know if it's the stock nerds and market lovers that are affected by markets like this. It's your mom and dad and brother and sister. It's the comeback crowd that really gets hurt here. And it's not just momentary. They're going to be hurt for the rest of their lives. I'm going to explain that here in a moment. I don't mean to be alarmist, but I'm being honest and truthful. So out of those stocks, Hunter mentioned, Datadog, um, CrowdStrike. I can't tell you, and the other ones he's mentioned, is especially last week, I can't tell you which one is not going to lose 90-plus percent. I can't tell you which one is going to lose 50-plus percent. I can't tell you which one's going to go 100x from this point forward. But I can tell you that it's going to be one of them that is going to lose big time. And so, well, shouldn't I just do uh, indice investing? This is the great allure of indice investing. The diversification. Well, hold on. Because if you do indice investing, what you're, what you're outsourcing is the active management. You're outsourcing the market timing. We addressed market timing ad nauseum last week. I don't, I don't need to repeat myself on this. What they do in these situations is they just kick them to the curb. It's the reason why General Electric is no longer in the Dow. There's examples every year of stocks getting kicked to the curb because they don't meet the performance metrics of the indice. The S&P 500 and the Dow and the NASDAQ folks are all in a race, and they're in a race for your money. And if you don't understand this point I'm about to make, you really need to, you, you really need to understand it. They're actively managing your funds. They're not, they're not static. Well, Tim, of course, mergers and acquisitions happen, and then the occasional bankruptcy happens. Yes, it does. But they're more or less kicked out for performance. They don't want to be a laggard. If the S&P becomes known as the place where losers gather, you're not going to send your money there. And they need your money. All the funds that are derived off the S&P need your money. So it behooves the S&P, which charges a pretty penny for having the words S&P, you know, a mirror fund. They, they make money off your money. They need you, they need you to believe that these are the best companies to grow at 7-8% year after year. And, and, and so what they do is they kick them to the curb. But, man, we need to look at this list real quickly. And so on this screen, of course, here on the screen, I've got Apple. And, like, the, the, the value of $10,000, right? And Apple goes 100x. And this is a good list, like, through 38. Okay, you put $10,000 in SDIL, right? Or, by, by the way, are, is anyone surprised electronic arts? Video games. Video games have been the future for mother humping ever, right? It's always the future with video games. You really didn't make that much. In 20 years, you're only making 3600 bucks on a $10,000 uh, investment. What about Qualcomm? Only, only coming out less than $5,000 in 20 years on Qualcomm. But it's the future in chips, Danny. Oh, it gets, it gets better. It's better, Daniel. And so I need you, folks. Now we're on list 39 through 76. $10,000 invested. Look at what happens when you get to, oh, what, what number is that right here? 
Number 52, Dish Network, okay? Well, some of, of course Dish Network's not going to do anything, Tim. Everything's downloaded. Go back to the year 2000. And what were, you, what were the mantras? What were you hearing in 1999, in 2000, and in 2001? And it's really hard to do this. But it's important that you try to get into to that psychology because 3Com's a real company. You know, they're, they're the future, right? Um, voice stream, boy, does, if nothing says technic, technologically advancing forward, going to be here for the next hundred years, should I go back and get the copies of Fortune? Stocks to own for the next millennium, <laughs> right? Voice stream. Okay, how about Nextel? It literally has the word next in it. And look at what, Lycos, remember Lycos? How about Ericsson? Ericsson was the future. If you put $10,000 in Ericsson, you now have $4,700 20 years later. What about Dell? There isn't going to be a world without Dell. You, 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 you lost. In the 90s, you had the Dellionaires. They called them the Dellionaires. The Dellionaires. Yeah, yeah. Now, 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 now they're, ju- they're just they're the Social Security heirs. And they were delisted, taken private by Michael Dell they had, and went he had public to, again. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he had to do that. Look at this list as we get to 77 through 100. Well, it's 101. CNET. Um, Sun Microsystems. Sit here, you, by the time it was done, Sun Microsystems, the, the leader in powerful computing, $620 off of $10,000. Everybody can make fun of WorldCom, but $620 real, left. $620 left. Yeah. Thank you. At home, uh, McLeod, Global Crossing, Broadvision, Real Networks. Level three communications, not level one or level two, level three. You only had $420 left. So I need you to keep this context when we delve into something here. Uh, Go to my screen. This gentleman here, his name is Ross Gerber. I don't. I don't want to denigrate Ross, not, not my intent, but he represents a group of people that he represents a style of investing that I believe is incredibly dangerous. And just because I don't agree with him doesn't make him an awful human being, okay? I'm not calling him the Antichrist. I, I, I really don't want to denigrate him. I'm not thinking, I'm, this, is, this is purely a difference of opinion okay, that, I, that I have. And I think what he's advocating here is incredibly dangerous. And then as soon as he's done, I'm going to show you the alternative. Okay? I'm going to demonstrate it with facts. And Danny's going to do math. And then I'm, I'm going to get our, um, our official uh, J.J. J. J. Snuffington, the third uh, commentator, Don Vandenborg, to, <laughs> to weigh in. Okay. By the way, for those so of you... Is he going to use a J.J. Snuffington voice? I don't know if there is one. I think Don's needs to start thinking about that. And come Perhaps. Up with a really good one. Perhaps. Nothing, nothing like pressure on Don. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's, it's always reminded me of uh, oh, Gilligan's Island, the, not the professor, the, the rich guy. What's his name? 
Preston Hall the third. Preston Hall the third. Every time I've seen JJ something that I think of Preston Hall the third. This and look here. Here is um, the difference between. Let me let me just point out the difference between what we do and what everybody else does. People pay us to sell. They pay us to to make money in the market but they pay us to sell. To get defensive when necessary. And what does selling do for you? Selling preserves your wealth. Whatever your wealth is. If it's 100 bucks, we, we treat it like it's the biggest wealth bucket in the world, and we're going to preserve your 100 bucks. Right now, since, well, really since the beginning of the year, this is a market that's not, it's not about your return on equity. It is about your return of equity. It's about your return of money. You can't grow to substantial, substantial amounts of money if you're constantly giving back 40-50%. With Revere, the difference is you start from a higher basis. It, we cauterize. The, the drawdowns are shallower. That's a huge point of emphasis. So if you're new... And you're like, my, my daughter gave us your show to listen to. I don't know what the hell I'm listening to. Well, let me, let me as you go through the rest of the show and last week's show, and I'll show you where to find that in a moment. Imagine you have $100,000, a million dollars. It doesn't matter what it is. If the drawdown, if the market is terrible and everybody else is drawing down to $50,000 and we only draw down to $90,000, when the market turns back in our favor, and I'll show you how we'll know that, when the market turns back in our favor, you have $40,000 more to invest with than everybody else. That's the bottom line. You need to keep that in mind. When you step into the arena of investing, it's a knife fight, and you're going to get cut. Nobody doesn't step in this arena and not get cut. But are your wounds debilitating? Are your wounds recoverable how can you get a flesh wound or 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 do we need to apply a tourniquet and so i i'm going to play i'm not going to play much of this it's a couple it's a couple minutes i'm going to show you a chart okay make sure my volume's up and this is a shareholder update oh oh oh, yeah don can you explain what this is real quick please i'm sorry uh gerbs runs a he created an etf uh, the ticker symbol is GK, and it's made up. He picks the stocks, and they're supposed to be the next great growth, the current or the next great growth stocks uh, in the world. And uh, how's that turning out for him? I think Tim's got a clip for you that'll tell you that. I hope I hope you you get his year to date return. As part I'm going to I'm going to rely on our commentator to get that. I, 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 uh, that's you, Don. Hold on, hold on. One, one minute, though. Don't, don't give up the ghost. Come to my screen, Zach, very quickly. I've highlighted what Gerbs does. The portfolio, sub-advised and managed by Gerber, will invest in growth companies he believes are set to benefit from long-term changes occurring in a post-COVID economy. It will give investors access to Gerber's best stock ideas across nine investment themes he predicts will benefit in the roaring 20s. Climate change. Technology frontiers, video gaming, esports, top consumer brands, 
pet and animal wellness, innovation in healthcare and biotechnology, real estate disruption, streaming sports and entertainment, with a dose of firms peddling in things that used to be illegal, such as cannabis, online gambling, and sports betting. You couldn't find a worse group of stocks right now to invest in. I particularly like the used to be illegal. Right. Well, that, well that's what, yeah, I, he meant the whole group, not just those. By the way, this came out in July of 2021. Imagine it's July of 1999. There's no way Microsoft is going. There's no way Amazon's going to lose 97% of its stock value. There's no way Yahoo will not cease to be a company. It's always going to be here. And so keep in mind that paragraph, keep in mind what Don said as we listen to this, because um, when I listen to this, I, I, I see this person as saying, where are all the customers? You ready, Zach? Go for it. Not to mention the climate change issue, which is going to be a lot bigger and more expensive problem than we have now. So, so I keep telling people, why would you sell your Apple and your Tesla and your Nvidia and your MGM and your Blackstone and your Google? Why would you sell these companies just because rates went to 3% and inflation's high? Because valuations came back to what they've been averaging over the last 15 years, 10 years, stocks are cheap. Like I just did an interview on Disney. Disney's trading around a hundred bucks. Netflix trading at buck 60. These are two of the best streaming companies in the world. Netflix will get their subscribers back. Netflix is gonna make money. Disney's gonna get their, their theme parks back in China one day. They're gonna make money. This is a great time for investors who think long-term. Okay. Let's address this. This is some of the, well, you know what? Let me, let me, let me share this with you. Let's go to Google. He said, don't sell Google. Then we can get into the part where I start to denigrate him. And I said, clearly I said at the beginning of the show, I will not be denigrating. <laughs> so what I have on my screen here is a weekly chart. Okay. A weekly chart is not day trading, Dan. A weekly chart. We can go to a monthly chart. I want to show you a simple way that you can um, have yourself a time with Google. I think everyone can, uh, we will use 100 shares of Google, okay? That you own 100 shares of Google. Maybe you don't own 100 shares of Google. Maybe you do. But he mentioned Google specifically. He mentioned Netflix. We can do it with Netflix. I just picked Google. So I'm going to use for me this five exponential moving average. And when it crosses the eight, I'm going to buy Google. Now, the last time that this happened to the upslope here was back in uh, April of 2020 at the pandemic. And it happened, Daniel, around, we're just going to call it $1,270. Okay. Danny's punching that into his... Uh, because you told me I was going to have to yes, use math. Yeah. I figured this no, is where it no, is. No, no, this is where it, Danny is like reading the tea leaves, man. Okay, so Danny is calculated. So $1,270. 
And we'll just say the when it crossed on a weekly chart back in January, if you buy when the five crosses above the eight, fast over slow on a weekly, and then you sell when the fast comes down over the slow, we'll call that price 2900 what is the difference between 2900 and 1270 that's uh, 128% no 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 i don't want percentage i need the price of the dollar not the dollar amount oh 2800 minus what 2900 minus 1270 1530 times 100 shares $153,000. So you've made, if you do how invest the way I, I talk about it often on this show, $153,000 on your 100 shares. But I think it's more important to understand what you're missing by selling. Okay? So $2,900 is where the price crossed. And currently, stock is trading at $2,258. Daniel, you put down the calculator too soon. Oh, Jesus. Fumble. Fine. Literally tasked him with one thing. <laughs> Gives me the wrong number first. Just can't follow along. Drops the. Doing, no, it's doing great. That's I good. I think yeah. it's the message, messenger. I hope, I hope that so, came over the mic. Yeah, I hope it yeah. did too. 2900 minus 2258. What is that price? $642. Times 100 shares. 64,200. You saved yourself $64,000. Okay. Now do that drill across your entire portfolio. If you sell when a stock, whatever your sell discipline is, you can come back to me, Zach. When you sell, whatever your discipline is, it's important that you just have one. You're enabling yourself to not suffer fools. And what do I mean by that? Right now, the savings on 100 shares of Google is $64,000. I know a lot of you have more than that in terms of shares. Imagine, though, through, through the history of however long you owned Google, every time the five weekly EMA crossed above the eight weekly EMA and every time it you bought and then every time it crossed below you sold you're starting with a higher base Google we can agree is an amazing company what what they're doing I, I think YouTube is amazing I part of Google um, but it doesn't mean it can't correct back to $1,741. It, do you, have you noticed that a bunch of the COVID stocks, a bunch of the stocks that ran up, have come back to their, their, their spring 2020 levels? The spring 2020 level I gave you was 1200 That's a thousand more dollars down. No way, Tim, it's falling that far. Does, we did this last week, so I don't need to repeat it. What happened, excuse me, in 1999, in 2000, 
and then the terrorist attacks they you know forced the market struggled after that but it didn't come back till 03 your opportunity cost is incredible here so it's true that uh, maybe google does come back to wherever you bought it maybe it does but what is it going to take to get netflix to come back to its all time high it's going to take quantity it's going to take more stimulus money printing quantitative easing how do we get to where the federal reserve under jay powell how do we get to a point that we get more money printing more quantitative easing well but that's fake growth we have to go through a period of demand destruction we have to destroy what we built so we can build back better how do you build back what we destroyed you take it down to levels not seen since before it erupted and then the government can come in and be the hero again. But to the savvy investor, the smart investor, you've already sold. You don't, we do not defend companies on this show. You'll never hear us, well, they, it's Roblox and all the kids are on computers. It, it, how, how much is Roblox down, Hunter, year to date? From its high, anytime? One second, let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, just yell it well, out. Just look at Tesla. Tesla's probably one of the best yep. run companies in the world right yep. now. It's off what, 35%, 40 I mean, it's mm -hmm. gotten great. And I, I, Roblox uh, down 70% year to date from, and then all time high to current price, 142 roughly to 32 today. Hmm. By the way, how, how much percentage gain would you have to make from current pricing to just get back to its all time high? Uh, about a little over 300%. Uh, oh, the, yeah, but just, just find your stocks. They deliver 300%. Uh, look, look, here are, the main, here are the main points. You brought up that list with all those stocks, yep. and some of those were the leading stocks in 2000. Right. Some of them aren't even around anymore. They're bankrupt. They got down to penny stocks, and they got bought out by bigger companies for pennies on the dollar. They didn't come back. So just because you have that stock that you were told to buy and stick it in a drawer right. – and never traded, you don't know that that's going to be the leader next time around. There, there are no, with stocks, look, there's companies that I think do wonderful things, but it doesn't mean I have to own them through downturns. You got to separate Main Street and Wall Street. There's no badge of courage by going through the line at Target or Walmart, which we'll talk about in a bit, that they say, did you hold that stock through a downturn to make that money? Because if you did, uh, we'll take your money. And if you didn't, we're not going to serve you. Nobody cares. There's no medals given, given away for the stock market. It's about money preservation, and your main concern needs to be not your return on equity, but your return of your equity. You don't have to be 100% invested, 75% invested, 50% invested, 100% of the time. There are times to be defensive, and it's been going on for a while. I'm going to listen a little bit more for a couple minutes, for a minute, and then we're going to turn it over uh, to our official. J.J. Snuffington III, commentator, Don Vandenborg, to expand and educate. Hold on a second. And people go, oh, I had all my money in the stock market. How am I supposed to buy? And I'm like, don't you have a job? Don't you work? Let him keep going. Uh, oh, I know. 
I just wanted to pause it there so Don could soak that in. Don't say anything, Don. Just let it. So- it gets do, better. Do, it gets. Do, keep going. Just keep going. Like, <laughs> Danny, the show's better when you're not here. No, that's no, not it's true. Just keep Come going. on. Now. <laughs> Save money and invest it. Now is the time. If you don't have a job, please go get a job. There's 11 and a half million job openings right now. Two job openings for every person looking. So anybody who doesn't have a job or isn't making enough money, let me tell you something. Go out there and look for something new. Okay. I soak it in, Don. I can feel. I don't see you, Don. I don't want to see you, but I can feel like you're like the Lamisil guy on the commercials where he starts getting hot, like it's fire, and I can see it. There's probably red up to your nose right now. I'm gonna play just a little bit more. There are a lot of jobs. This is a great time for America. So we normalize. We normalize. Everybody got too extreme now. They're selling an Nasdaq like it's like it's cancer, and like. I'm like, companies are doing just fine. So now stocks are cheap. Nobody wants them. And everybody's like, should I still own Google? Come on, guys. How long have we done this? Don't let the media scare you out of your stocks. Come on. Yes, Don. Come on. Can you, Don, expand on what J.J. Snuffington III here is telling his viewers? He's telling them that the best way to have a half a million dollars in the market is to start with a million. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that was classic. That sample. Yeah. I was good. Did you have anything else you'd like to add? Maybe about his performance uh, or I'd, I'd not, like to pull it out of you. Not here. on this family is it... show. Like, can, you, can you just fast <laughs> forward to when? I don't know when he, he said... says his performance. I don't know where that the... is on the clip, Don. I'm sorry. Okay. It, I'll, it's a, I'll imitate him. There's no transcription. I tried to find a transcription of this so I can. Are you just... ready for? Are you ready for my Ross Gerber impersonation? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Oh. <laughs> All right. You know what, Tim? You can roll it. I'll mute it. Come on, Zach. Put it on. What are you waiting for? It. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh, oh! Go play ahead. it. Yeah. Just play. Okay. I got my computer on mute. Got it. Okay. Don's gonna talk. Do it. Got it. Year to date, we're down thirty-five percent. It sucks. I'm sorry. It's what it is. That's basically what he said. Shrugged. He doesn't care. He's getting paid. He actually does. I think it's pretty close to this area where he starts going, I'm sorry. If anybody wants this, it's It's on YouTube. Yeah, we'll send you the link. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll we'll send you the link. Don't forget the classic. Here's what you need to do. Stop looking at your statements. Don't look at your statements. Oh, hold on. Go ahead. Don't look at them. Yeah. Don't look at them. Don't open your statements. It's that simple. I'm telling this. Did we just find a new bit? So I, I might, I might play like a bad voice dub. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's the here. Let's pull up GK. He, he blamed he blamed Putin. He blamed uh, Biden. Right. He blamed the Fed. He blamed everybody. Blamed the media except himself for not selling. Yeah, and and yeah. and here, for the bad economy. He's so here's right. his here's his ETF. Um, I think. Let me just make sure this is. Uh, so from inception hits a high at 28 it's trading at 17 and so he says he's down he's probably i don't know when he taped this a couple days ago but he's probably down a little bit more than the 35 percent and the the arrogance of just go find a job most investors um 
a good amount of investors are retired. Now, you've retired because you've put in a lifetime of work. You've earned the... Uh, and the, you don't want to lose half of it or 35% Well, you've of earned it. the right to rest. The only way to get those 11 million and a half jobs filled is to bring people back from retirement. And the way you bring them back from retirement is that inflation is eating at their retirement and their investments have been marked down considerably. This investment has been marked down considerably. He's no different than the stocks that he's trafficking in. And, but the, the, the delivery is very difficult. The delivery of just go find a job, just dollar cost, like it, it gets really bad. And um, the, the, the hardest thing to do is to sell your stocks. And a lot of people have a number of reasons for not wanting to sell their stocks. And one of the worst ones, I believe, is um, the two of the worst is I believe in the company. And the other one is for tax reasons. I don't know which stock is going to be Nortel, L3 Communications, that list we talked about earlier. I don't know which one's going to be Apple. And, and, and any debate about which one's going to be Apple and 100x your money is pointless. It's like, a sports net, it's like a sports radio show debate. Who's the better pitcher? Who's the better quarterback? I don't care. Like Those, those are fanciful discussions that you have to pass the time. When you're debating um, is Snowflake, Palantir. Um, I mean, Electronic Arts is in 2000 was a legitimate company with all the future ahead of it. And it only made $3,500 on a $10,000 investment after record stimulus and record gains in the market. So even if your $10,000 were to grow, like it did in the electronic arts um, uh, example, you still don't have enough for retirement. But that electronic arts example gets a lot better if you go back through 20 years and you sell, when, the, when you sell, whatever your sell discipline is, whatever it is, when the five, in my example, when the five crosses below the eight, you have a higher base to start from and your returns get a, exponentially better but if you don't have a cell discipline two steps forward one step back two steps forward one step back and so my one last thing is i i'm going to show you where i think this market is headed okay and i'm going to well real, real quick one thing you know we owned a lot of the same stocks that that gerber fund owned right right he, he's he's picking some of the leading stocks it's just that here's what people don't realize the best of the best, the leading stocks, by definition, the reason they're called leading stocks is because when you start hitting a strong uptrend, they lead the way. Mm -hmm. That's where they got the, the term leading stocks. Here's what people don't know, or a lot of people don't know. Leading stocks are the first, a lot of times, not always, but are the first ones to roll over right. because they have the biggest gains. So when we start to enter a, a correction or bear market, those are going to be the first ones big institutional investors sell but they also fall the farthest. Right. So leading stocks are going to average about 70, 72%.
from the top. So that's why you can't own them. So we owned just many of those stocks Ross talked about. We right. just don't own any of them now. Don, do you have any more thoughts on Gerber? It, yes, absolutely. Least, the, yeah. the, that video, it wouldn't have mattered when it was recorded. His message would have been the same. He just said the same thing when the NASDAQ was down 10%. He just said it again when it was down 15%, when it was down 20%, and when it was recorded when the NASDAQ was down 25%. The message wouldn't have changed. The only, different, the only thing that would have changed is the balance in your account, and it would be a lot lower than when he first started spouting that message. And it's, I talked about this last week, our show title, the show, the title of our show is shaped on our belief that it's your money. We, it's not our money, it's your money. And the sacred trust that you put in us to care for your money, no matter how much it is, is something that it's the highest priority here. I don't, uh, I don't get that sense from a lot of people in this industry. And quite frankly, I abhor the ones that don't have that attitude. This here, the, when you watch this in its entirety, which is, awful um it's you're you're the one who's wrong if you sell here the person is wrong like like if you're on the other end of this message and you sell he's basically calling you a a dimwit half an hour he's berating people he's berating he's berating berating the people that trusted him with his money. He's berating people that are calling up and whining about him because yeah. they lost him. And and and, lost and, him. and and the way you stop that is, look, nobody likes to take a loss. Nobody likes to take a loss. But your first opportunity to take a loss, I have found through my own experiences, is your best opportunity to take a loss. And that 5%, 10% loss is a hell of a lot better than the 90% loss. But you don't know that. It's all hindsight. You can always get back in. What you can't do is recover the funds you lost between the gulf that is a 10% loss and the 90% loss. And him yelling, berating, telling people, the, giving them the dimwit look that, what are you going to do, sell your Google? I don't know if Google gets back to its all-time highs. Agree that it's a great company. I don't know if Amazon gets back to its all-time highs. And if it does, great. Who cares? Like, I don't care. If it's a leading stock, my fundamental and technical screens will, will, will load it up to me. It'll come back up. It'll come back up. It'll get my attention. And I'm going to buy it when, for me, for me, when that five crosses through the eight. And, and, and then what I'm going to do is honor my stops because every time, Danny, that I don't honor my stops, you know what I get handed to me? My ass. Literally. They bring it to me. I, I, it's like DoorDash except, except for my butt. <laughs> Here, here's your butt. Here's your ass. Every, every, yeah, every time. The door is like, do you want me to leave your ass on the doorstep? No, no, COVID's over. You can just hand it to me now. Does Tanya carve that up on a fifth and cherry board? 
Oh my god! I, I hey. love you, Jay, Jay. Best boards on the market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. put an apple in it. <laughs> kind, of, kind of like the pig on the okay. roasted pit. All right. Wow! Right between the cheek. Yes. Every time I'm I don't. Sorry, we don't have to edit that out, dude. No, we don't. That's you. That's you doing it. Every time I don't honor my stops. Tim gets an apple. Yeah. Wow. That's. <laughs> Find a way to work that into the weekly email. Yes, I yes, yes. can't wait. Apple on the Tim gets is there, apple. Is there a butt cheek emoji? <laughs> don't yeah. get Tim's apple. Um, but it, but when I when I honor them, I don't like it. Like nobody likes the feeling. Like ah, oh, took a loss. But when I see when I see it down another forty percent without me, I'm like, okay, I feel better now. And so look, he's not the only one doing this. But this is meant to serve as a, as a this market's going to get, a, I, I believe that this market is going to get a lot worse. But, but even if it doesn't, the risk is very high and probabilities suggest that it could get a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's at least 50-50 that's getting and, and, much uglier. And let me show you. Uh, well, even if it, look. And we're, we're not in the business of trying to do a 50-50 coin toss. I, I go play blackjack in I Vegas. covered exactly how to handle like the strategy to handle this market you you're not timing it you're just you're preserving your wealth and then you're getting back in when the market presents you the best opportunity for your stocks to go higher you can find that episode revere asset avoid the crash a winning market strategy for any position i i ask you kindly if you have your parents or your loved ones that are suffering fools like like the pers like Ross there, just send them, please send them this episode, send them that that episode, send them the videos we do every night. I get it. the The charts are not for everybody. Not everybody wants to be, especially the five days during the but week. But that makes it more important to find somebody that you can trust that will. That well, will that will sell you. and yeah. protect your wealth. That's a hundred percent right. And so, um, Don's actually got a really good YouTube kind of one-hour portfolio management, one that he did, that talks about buy rules, sell rules. You can find us on YouTube. It's your money. But the the premise of the show is your money. And we have to grow your money. No matter who's in office, no matter what the talking points du jour are, and we have to protect your money when the market faces tumult. And we've been doing that in all of 2022. I want to I read something to you. I don't know if uh, the fellows will agree with it so much. But uh, someone uh, back-channeled a direct message to me and said, do the fundamentals even matter? And our approach is, I would, I would estimate our approach is 70% fundamental, 30% technical. Okay? And um, because... Well, I'll read my answer. So, hey, do the fundamentals even matter? Because um, on the buy side, yeah. So. Now, the person that texted me this question, it wasn't um, this. He asked me, "Do the fundamentals even matter in this in this market environment?" Okay, but I'm going to extrapolate not from him, but from other people that have messaged me. Um, PayPal's a great company, great fundamentals. Um, uh, there's companies making uh, a gazillion dollars a minute. Like Home Depot, it's making a lot of money per minute, right? But yet the stock's down. And so uh, he said to the fundamentals, even matter. 
And so uh, I worked for I, every, most everything. My basis comes from William O'Neill. Everything else is self-exploration and, okay, uh, that I've learned. Okay, so what you asked, my answer is, what you asked is why Investors Business Daily, IBD, exists and still matters. In an uptrend, the stocks with canceling, with, which are growth metrics, go further and faster. Junk stocks will go up, but they peter out as uptrend slash bull markets go on. But in my opinion, you have to buy them. I, I believe in buying them from the mean or the 21 moving average and not from breakout. So, yes, fundamentals do matter in bull markets. This is not a bull market. This is, a, yeah, there's, I typed this out last night. This is a moment of reprieve. The 1991, 2000, and 2001 before the terror attacks and, of course, afterwards provide good working model to the psychology of hope, despair, and a bottoming process. Fundamentals matter incredibly right now. But when the market is raising cash and the people that matter in the market are raising cash, your institutions, your hedge funds, mutual funds, pension funds, when they're raising cash and you, your quote-unquote high-quality stocks are being sold because they need to raise cash. Stocks move because they have to, not because they want to. We can agree that... Google is a great business. Right now, not a great stock. There is no stock market sale. Stocks are on sale. It's all toxic. It's, you don't want, it's Chernobyl. When the market is in this corrective phase, and you, the, the, for me, if you're, you can do it, daily charts are fine, but I, I'm using weekly charts to, to, so I can get away from people saying market time. For me, if you want to, when the S&P 500 has a 5-8 cross on a weekly chart in a bottoming process, that's its opportunity. And if it, and if it rolls right back over, you sell. Entry, it's yeah. a lower risk entry. But right now, your stocks are Chernobyl. And I don't, I, I don't know how much more fallout well, there fundamentals is. Fundamentals are going to matter because out of the ashes, after the washout, right. after the, the best run, best fundamental companies, are going to be the next leaders. Those stocks go further and faster and higher than all the junk. And, that, and that's why fundamentals do matter. But right now, in a corrective environment, you can say that the market's got it wrong. You, you can argue all you want with the market right now. You can have this... But you're arguing with price. You can, you can have this dude's mindset that... That the investor is dumb and wrong for selling. That you're, you need to be more long-term. But how many people, how many of your loved ones died waiting for Microsoft to come back? Is that, is that the hill you want to climb on? Waiting for your stocks to come back, always worrying. There's so much more to life than this. But yet, this dude is staking his, his, his livelihood to the price of Unity software. I don't know if he owns Unity. It's a, it's a point I'm trying to make. Go ahead. I, I've got a quick question because I don't want to forget this. You, you mentioned a while ago, you said, you know, selling is one of the hardest. Zach, hold on. Just selling, to- selling is one of the hardest <laughs> things. Selling is one of the hardest things to, right. to do, right? Right, right. I disagree with that kind of. I want to get Don's take on it. When the things start to break down, I think I think it's emotionally hard for some people to do. 
But I think selling, you get your sell stops, you go, okay, I'm out. I think once you have a bottoming process and it's bouncing around and it's trying to restart an uptrend and you get some whipsaw and some choppiness, I think figuring out how to get back in and trying to determine a, a supportable bottom, if you will, is, is more difficult than the actual selling. That's just a philosophical point. Uh, I get, but you're right. You, you can't write it down. You cannot take 30, 40% drawdown. And, and someone's going to say, well, I've already taken that. Oh, you, if you don't think it can get, if you're at 50% loss right now, I, I encourage you to go back to the beginning of the show and a lot of stocks went to 90. And you need that stock to go up 400%, 300%, 200%. If you haven't sold yet, you need to look at every stock in your portfolio, see what it looks like, see how, is it, is it, is it on support? Is it holding? Is it breaking? If it's already broken down, you still got to sell it. The, the, the drug peddlers push fear. Fear of missing out is a drug. And they're going to tell you that, well, what if it comes back? Look, if it comes back, great. But how many years of your life are you going to waste while you're going to miss the next thing that's going to make up and then some? Your opportunity cost is so hard to calculate when you're holding on for dear life. And you, you can't, it's very difficult to make good decisions when you're constantly living in a state of fear like this. And, and waiting for something to come back. Whether, look, we don't advertise. Everything that we do is word of mouth. If you just want to run by some of your stocks, you want to just talk. Like, hey, Tim said some inflammatory things. Uh, what can, well, I'd like to learn a little bit more, but maybe talk to America's fiduciary, which is Danny Stewart. Um, all you do is Dan at Revere Asset. Uh, there's the phone number. Don's portfolio video. He'll send it to you. Don Rivera said, we're all available to you to just talk. And look, we don't have a sales process. If you want answers, uh, we've got questions, we have answers. If you want to just chat, we're more than happy to do that. If you want help, we can explore that as well. But quarterizing your wounds right now, it, I believe, for the second week in a row is, is paramount. Don, do you have anything else to add on, on GURBS here before I move on a little bit? <laughs> Not on GURBS, just that I have no problem with selling because I, I know that the system we've developed, I, I know that I'm going to be wrong over 50% of the time, but I know that when I'm right, I'm going to make twice as much as when I'm wrong. So it, I just look at it as you can't look, you just look at it as a, as a trade. Sometimes the trade turns into an investment and you hold it over a year. Sometimes it, we sell the next day, uh, depending on what the market's doing or what the stock's doing. Knowing that you have a system that is uh, profitable is gives you a lot of confidence in not not worrying when you sell something and not worrying that something could come back. Of course, it could come back, and if it does, you can buy it back. And let's be clear: if this is money that you don't care about, and I mean that, I'm not being facetious. Great, then you can do some. People might refer to that as mad money, right? <laughs> But if um, if you if you have that money that and I mean this sincerely, like if you were going to go to the casino and, and and play some blackjack, and that's the money that you're okay to lose, okay, then you can do whatever you want in the markets and 
Try out whatever you want to try. Buy all the dips. But if this is your retire, if this is the money for your retirement, so don't let your money be bad money. I, I, yeah, you, mad mad money compounds the same way as non mad money. I, I, I would, I'd rather have you go to the casino and have a fun time than just hold the stock that's going to go down. Yeah, yeah but without yeah. a sell discipline, can, that mad money disappears yeah. real quick, yeah, just no, like I, at the casino. Yeah. But there's but there's people that'll go and miss out on Amazon's exponential return. Like you had to suffer through ninety-seven percent losses. You can do that with money that isn't isn't your mortgage payment or isn't your your. Um, I can we can go to a uh, senior living facility. Like it's not as serious as that. And, I know. I get your point. I yeah. still disagree. It's still just a better way this way. I, think. I I I don't disagree with you. But I've heard the I've heard the other counter arguments. Right, right, I just right. want to take it away. When, when people want to write to me, don't write to me with that, please. I'm trying to, when I, oftentimes when I'm mentioning points, it's because I've, I get those in emails or direct messages on Twitter. You can find me at TJ Razor and um, I just, we just cover. So now, look, there's, there's a bigger problem here going on. I, about to, I believe is about to affect markets. So let me show you what's not normal. Walmart. Walmart yesterday suffered its biggest drop since 1987. Walmart is down another six and a half percent today. So from yet from its close, okay, we'll just do this from its close um, to yesterday was down almost seventeen percent. From its close two days ago to now, it's down twenty five percent. Walmart has lost one quarter of its market capitalization in two days. That is one of the best run. Supply chain efficient. efficient managerial companies ever. Yep. Let me show you the darling of this. Um, I, I think uh, like Target really reorganized itself. Like I'm, I you know I used to yeah, bash. They had like, some like, problems and they cleaned it they, up. They they did a uh, seriously. Target is not the same Target it was in 2019 that it was in 2020 and 2021. Target reported today, and it's lost almost 27 percent of its market capitalization in one day. This is why we don't hide out in staple stocks and so-called defensive stocks during a market downtrend. This is because huge. You still can get hit across the head in, in days like this. I honestly do think though that these very poor sales are a step in the right direction because Jerome Powell has been talking a lot about demand destruction. And if these companies are reporting bad, we, we have to have demand destruction in order to bring inflation down. Right, and it's going to be painful, and uh, this is why I don't get I, I don't get as upset about these bad uh, numbers because I think it's one step in the right direction to kind of getting inflation under control. And if we do get it under control, I think the markets will uh, will. I said I think I'm going to smack myself across the face for that. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what I think, but. Uh, we've got to have certain things happen in the economy before the market right. is going to get better. Absolutely, and so, but this is this is just the start. And so, um, yesterday market went up. Okay, Walmart reported yesterday, and it didn't drag the market down. Market had a great day on Wednesday. Okay, say no Tuesday. Today's Wednesday. Market had a great day on Tuesday. The retail number comes out. At 7.30 Central, and it's a good retail number. Retail sales, yeah. And I thought, well, I wonder if the market will sell off because Jerome Powell's got to be extra rough with the market, you know, raise rates even faster, higher, whatever. And then the market just took off on this retail sales number. 
And then I got thinking about it. Wow, I wonder if this is a misstep. See, retail sales were up, but the retail sales number does not account for inflation. Yeah, it's all baked in. It's the same. It's so, actually down. Yeah. And so what happened That's is- That's why you got to measure unit sales, there you go. not dollar revenue sales. So now what's happened at Target it, it's and, and Walmart, it's higher cost. Of course, it's higher fuel. Of course it is. But they have slowing sales, slowing unit sales, especially in apparel. That's, that's middle America. That's Main Street America, slowing apparel sales. Don's right, you, but we're going to get more of this. And we're, the market won't capitulate. Again, my opinion. So Don can uh, uh, say, well, Tim, you're saying you're thinking. Well, I am a little bit here. But we should examine credit. Lay my mark. This chart's difficult, so I'm going to go to a different chart. When consumer credit slows, when consumer credit freezes, when the credit markets freeze, we're going to be in a, if they freeze, we're going to be in a world of hurt. And you can monitor this. We'll put all the show links uh, for folks so you have them in the YouTube video and the, um, uh, the bottom of the video that Zach posts. This chart it doesn't really tell you much. But then when I come to uh, percent, change of total consumer credit, okay, on the Fed uh, economic data site from the St. Louis Fed. So I just started it back here uh, around 1970. And if you correlate the market years to the dips in consumer credit, these are very tough market conditions, stock market conditions, return for the stock market. Absolutely. And so let me show you, um, here is 1980, right? And we, we don't really come out of recession till 82, till Volcker. And you can see, but, but what's happening in this time, Reagan gets elected, consumer credit gets a little bit better, right? Consumer credit dips where? In 87. And what do we have? That's February of 87. What happened in October? Crash, right? So then we come to uh, the Gulf War. We hit a recession after the Gulf War. George Bush Sr. was unbeatable as a presidential candidate. But because of the recession after the Gulf War and what happened to consumer credit, it dried up. And well, what's this blip here? Oh, is that 98? A little blip there. And then here, of course, is uh, you can see someone's going to say, Tim, but consumer credit's on the positive side of the line. Look at consumer credit peak in July of 2007. It's relative. Yeah. And it's coming lower. Here we are this year at peak consumer credit in March of 2022. As the months progress, as this number gets more reported, if that number keeps coming down lower, it's going to hurt exponentially for the S&P 500. Well, that's a great indicator. So when they talk about the last 10 times the yield curve inverted, that seven of those times, so three of those times, it uninverted pretty quickly. It was only a couple, three months, and right. it didn't turn into bear mar extended bear markets. Right, right. The, the seven times that it stayed inverted, the yield curve, you had a very bad stock market. Do you know what was common with all seven of those? It was the, it was the credit. It was liquidity. It, the, the, the lesser than quality credit, like if you got a really good credit score, yeah. people with lower quality or even medium credit scores, Credit dried up, and it was a liquidity bear market. So of those 10 times, the seven out of seven where the yield curve stayed inverted for a while, the credit dried up. The times that the yield curve only inverted for a couple months, 
credit didn't what wouldn't credit didn't dry up and it was just kind of a blip. And so it really is not so much you hit it on the head. It's not so much the inversion that is so important. That may be a more of a spurious correlation. It may actually be the credit. And so if this number comes back, the market will crash. Is my opinion. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be. But that. you'll see it on the chart. So this is a difficult chart, but look at look at what happens in 2017. It's a difficult chart to see. So in 2017, uh, consumer credit peaks here, but then it starts to come back, uh, and it comes back into when they started raising they the one rate raise in 2018, the fourth quarter of 2018 that caused a 20% sell off like that in markets. It was credit coming back, and then if I if I get to this part of the chart over here. You see, of course, with the uh, pandemic, but look at what happens. Credit increases, and what has happened to the market? It's uh, exploded. And so the relationship is very clear. If credit comes back, and you can see that it's not instantaneous, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a little bit to develop here. If that number by the end of the year is, is significant, you'll, you will see great pain and suffering in the market. I don't know if Jay Powell lets it get there. But at the end of the show, I'll show you where I think markets are headed. In the well, that's why the excess reserves, the free reserves are so important. The liquidity and the money supply. If he keeps sucking the money out yeah. of the, the, the money supply, then credit is going to remain really tight. Yeah. If he loosens up, even no matter what he's saying about interest rates, behind the scenes, if he's flooding the banks with money, mm-hmm. they're going to go lend it out. Do you remember, you know what, this, I didn't think about this till just now. Do you remember the Kramer segment? And I, I'm not making fun of Kramer here. I'm, I'm in- oh, I will. <laughs> um, it, it was uh, they. It was the the segment where they go. They know nothing. They know nothing. And he's talking to. Uh, she's on CNN now. I forget what her name is. And he's talking about how the credit window is closed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throw him up there. Throw him up there. And he and he's like, it's a really famous segment. Don't put my name on there with him of, <laughs> it, without any context. It's uh, they know nothing. And he's telling them. They need to open up the credit windows. The credit window is closed. And what he was imploring at that time, Ben Bernanke, to do was what Jay Powell did in the spring of 2020 that led to they started just adding money to spreadsheets. They started printing. We don't print money. We just add it to balance sheets. But for people's minds, they just started printing money. And that released the credit markets. They flooded the market with liquidity. When he's talking about the credit window, he's talking about the discount window. It's not really the Fed funds rate, by the way, folks. Fed funds rate is the banks borrowing from each other to meet their overnight lending reserves. They actually borrowed directly from the Fed through the discount window. It's, It's 30 days. So normally the discount window is above the Fed funds rate. If they really want to give the banks a lot of money, they'll lower the discount rate below the Fed funds rate. So now the banks can borrow directly from the Fed, hang right. on, yeah, yeah. directly from the Fed, and they can immediately lend it to other people and make a guaranteed profit. That's how they bailed the banks out in 1987 after the SNL crisis. They didn't call the bailout. They just gave banks a lot of money and built it up. Yeah. Same thing here. And so the difference between, so 2020 would have been worse than 08 by, by magnitudes. If they didn't give, they made a mistake in 2008, 2009. They didn't give people money, gave it to the businesses. Right. Here, they, they printed more than they needed. 
and they gave it to the people and to certain businesses. And they didn't take it back out once they opened up the economy. Yeah. yeah. Once you got the velocity of money turning over, and I said this a year ago, once the velocity, you could put all the money in the system you want, and you won't have inflation as long as everything's closed down. When you open up and business starts to, you know, go again, that velocity, that multiplier effect is going to cause massive inflation. So when someone, so if you really want to know what's going to, like, what would really hurt and crash these markets, there could be some extraneous piece of information, but it, it's really going to be monitoring this chart. What's credit doing? Because as the consumer gets squeezed, and by squeezed, there already are. So California, $6 gas. Look, Texas, we're, out, we're, we're, we're in North Texas or we're in Dallas. And so Dallas gasoline now averages 440 to 450 a gallon. That's Pen- big. Pennsylvania, it's big. You're like, well, can't they just pump it directly to your house here? Yeah, they could, but uh, they don't. And so you're paying 450 a gallon. And, and where my parents live in Pennsylvania, it's five and a quarter. I saw a lady filling up. California's over $7. Yeah, I saw a lady in front of me yesterday filling up uh, her diesel truck. <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little cough on there. Sorry, it's fine. <laughs> fine. Um, I saw a lady filling up her diesel truck yesterday, and it was a mortgage payment. Oh, my! De- I filled up my diesel truck. It was over $100 easy. And easy. This isn't, they don't, ma- I went on a, they, Ford doesn't make any cars anymore. Like, oh, you got to go to electri- electric vehicles. Have you seen your energy bill lately? Like, Danny, yeah. Danny, start, Danny came in and he goes, Energy bills going up. Like he's he was just reading the headline. He's like, yeah, they got it costs more to generate energy. Everything costs more. That's inflation. UK had nine percent inflation overnight. I know this because I was up when the number came out because I was feeding Graham, and so I'm like, I don't like to watch the news when I'm feeding Graham because that, you know at midnight because that means I'm watching like British news and mm-hmm. like oh it's up at nine percent. Here's the thing that they shouldn't do. They're they're talking seriously about giving tax relief to uh, the, the British citizens. And I, I'm all for, I'm pro-people. Everyone knows I'm a populist. But I, I believe that if you give tax relief right now uh, to people, um, it's going to not hurt. It's not going to get the inflation under control. It's a kind of type of stimulus. Yeah, it's going to stimulate. And, and, and Here they're talking about price fixing, which also doesn't work. No, price fixing doesn't work. Of course, most of the stuff the politicians they, they, do don't work. That's the problem. They They're did the that problem, in the seventies. The solution. There's there's a lot written about price fixing in the seventies with uh, um, agricultural products. I, I don't ask me why I was reading about that, but I was. And um, uh, the meat producers and the dairy producers. Hell, dairy. Same dairy. thing with oil and gas. Yeah. yeah. So um, interesting times. I think this chart to uh, monitor. Um, Hunter, uh, guy stocks. <laughs> What a transition. Uh, uh, that was <laughs> not like, oh, a, yeah. a professional uh, no. Connecticut upstairs uh, school of broadcasting. No, I, I segue. I, I, I think Tim just 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 I, I, ran out of air. No, just, we, all right. No, I wanted to get to him. I, I don't. We just did stocks on on Friday. It's Wednesday, and so for Hunter to have this list of stocks and it, like it's a little bit of pressure. And I don't. I don't ping Hunter. Well, it looked like oh, things no, 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 were starting no to firm up, no and pressure. we turn right back around. So. Give me like, well, uh, what, what I have is not necessarily like, okay, you need to, these stocks are great for a watch list to buy. I more so have a point about the heaviest weighted stocks in the S and P and the Q's, which I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, but I think it's ever more prevalent or important today. Um, So just real quick, 
Uh, and I know I've talked about Apple living under the 200 day. I've talked about Microsoft being a laggard. We've talked about Google a good bit today. And I just want to point this out to anybody that does not know. Apple, Microsoft, and Google make up about 17% of SPY. And those same three stocks make up over 30% of QQQ. So the point that I want to make is until those stocks stop leading to the downside, it is going to be really, really hard for either one of those indices to have any type of positive traction. I mean, you look at today, what is Apple doing? I mean, it's down almost 5%, Microsoft down 4%. They're down more than the S&P. And that's been a recurring theme. Uh, and they were, they were down much more than the S&P earlier today, too. So I just want to point out that these are very, very big stocks. They've become a very large weight of the indices. And you throw Amazon, Tesla, um, some of those other names in there, and it gets up to 40 50% of the Qs and 25% or so of the S&P. Uh, so as long as these big stocks, in regards to their market cap and their weighting in the indices, are leading to the downside, there's two things that, that really that I interpret from that is big money is is liquidating and raising cash because that's most likely mom and pop and you know me or whoever is not going to move Apple 4.5%, 5% to the downside. So that's the point that I want to make today. I don't necessarily have a bunch of stocks for people to go, you know, here's, you know, this looks great, that looks great, whatever. Uh, the point is, is as long as these stocks are in the doghouse, it's going to be a very, very tough battle for the indices. And then you, the cherry on top today is, Tim, pull up XLP, consumer staples, just absolutely getting slaughtered today. And a lot of that is because Target is having a bad day. So you get stuff like Costco is having a bad day. Anything retail oriented is just getting slapped today. But this is not constructive for the overall market. I mean, when you start to see staples and even crude oil, crude oil's re reversed almost $10 today off its high. Go back to 100. Uh, you're starting to see some, some inklings of things that are not great uh, in the market today. And maybe things turn around. You, do, you had those lows from about four days ago. Obviously, that's a big line in the sand to watch. But this is not the action you want to see after a day like yesterday. And it was pretty much awful right out of the gate. The big seven of those market cap, the big heavyweight names, Apple, Microsoft, Google, Tesla, Facebook, NVIDIA, Amazon, they were absolute trash right out of the gate. And they really did not get any type of bid today. And that is not, in my opinion, that's not what you want to see following a follow through day or a nice update, getting back above the ADMA. This is about as poor of action to follow that up as you could ask for. So that's, I know that's not the, <laughs> The no, happiest that's, that's or like, perfect. but it's the truth. And that's the way I'm interpreting the market action today. And you can look at what the Qs or the S&P are doing right now. Uh, and it's reflective of that. And so those stocks have got to get out of the doghouse for the, the indices to have any type of sustainable rally. But as long as they're leading to the downside, they are a source of cash for the big institutions out there. And that's what it looks like right now. So uh, come to my screen, Zach. I, I didn't show this last week, but I talked about it. So Danny uh, was having conversations with a, um, a friend, and that friend has a broker, and that broker may or may not be near Hohokus, New Jersey. And uh, that friend uh, was sending Danny the things the broker was saying to him. And I covered this uh, greatly. Uh, last week, if you want to hear that show and, and, and things brokers say. And, but it was this quote that I pulled, uh, and, I, and I spent a lot of time talking. ETFs, he said, the broker from uh, near um, Route 9, uh, ETFs don't have the level of volatility you see in individual stocks. For 
longer-term investors, it would appear that we're seeing some level of capitulation here, but I doubt it's over yet. Uh, hoping, smoking the hopium, hoping that we get some kind of indication that inflation may be peaking. And then Hunter tells me, XLP, which is the staplicity of the staples. XLP, right? Um, consumer staples. These things don't have a 6% down move. But remember, Danny, the broke do they? Or do dun dun dun? Like the level of plausible deniability happening with brokers in the market is disgusting. They are going to blame Ken. Last week, I'm not seeing your the most recent price uh, showing on the on the screen. I think it's a little scrolled all the way over there. Oh, it's there. There it is. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, the the it's disgusting how they'll invoke like last week's broker from near Hohokus, New Jersey, Route Nine, was saying, uh, "Kathy Wood, we're at least we're not Kathy Wood," and then Gerbs is telling you, "You're dumb if you're selling," and you're none of those things, stock nerds and marketers. You're smart. You were smart enough to be able to save that money. You were smart enough to earn that money. You were smart enough to get to this point. You deserve people in your lives that are going to protect your wealth, that are going to absolutely return that wealth to you. You're always going to get nicked and cut in a knife fight that is the stock market. But you don't have to bleed out. And you don't have to wait 10 years, 12 years, 20 years for things to come back. What's happening right now um, is going to affect your parents, you, and your loved ones for decades. And you're like, Tim, you're being a little disingenuous. That's why I did that whole thing at the beginning of the show. You think it's just going to come back? You think you have a stock that's going to just go up 400% tomorrow? It can happen. But I don't know how many 400%ers you got in your pocket for next year. I don't, I don't know what those are going to be. The only way that you can intensify the ability to compound your wealth is to sell discipline and re-enter when your market, the market's in favorable conditions. Nobody likes taking a loss, but uh, if you've got to take a loss, take a small one. <laughs> yeah, take a small one. You know, take it small and take it early. Yeah, I can't. I, I just I can't say it enough. All right, Don. What, what, so it's Wednesday. Don normally does the, the, the what is it? The dirty thirty. The twenty one over twenty one. Um, well, the, lately it's been the Fab Forty. Fab Forty, because they're not all Fab that are in there, and um, because of the type of market that we're in. I mean, do, do we we really want to own Smucker's Jelly to lead our portfolio to new highs? Um, but uh, two weeks in a row, I've stuck with that theme. I talked about some stocks that came off of the Fab Forty. Put a, I think ten of them came off. We put ten more back on. This is basically just a universe list that when the market gets to the right um, condition that we can buy growth leaders coming out of sound bases, it'll be whittled down to 21 over 21. So really what I focused on the last two weeks is this fab 40 list and make sure that you say it with your voice going up everybody from now on, okay? <laughs> because they're not all fab. Uh, and I'll update that uh, this Friday. As far as what we're, we've done in the portfolios, we uh, ended Tuesday with 30% uh, long 
in a broad S&P uh, index ETFs and 3% in Exxon and 10% in a short-term inflation-protected bonds. And we got stopped on all of those this morning. We're down to just 10% inflation-protected bonds and 90% cash. And boy, doesn't that make sleeping tonight much better? How many brokers have told people that are watching the show, uh, you can't, cash is trash. You can't, oh. you can't be in cash. Keep it on Danny. Keep right talking. Right now, we're, we're in all cash. I mean, that 10% inflation-protected short-term bond fund, that's essentially cash. Zach, go to my Exactly. Screen. So last week uh, in the show, uh, in the podcast, uh, the broker from near Hohokus, New Jersey, Route 9, uh, may or may not be associated with uh, a bull as their emblem. Uh, the ration, it could be, or it could be next to a vape shop in an Edward Jones. Who knows? The rationale, it could be both. <laughs> the both rationale for not trying to time the market and go to cash, for instance, is attached. I didn't put the attached. Over the long term, if you happen to miss only a few of the best market days, your overall returns will be dramatically reduced. That's because you were 100% invested, wrote it all the way down, and now you just hold and hope that some of these things are going to come back up. My friends, there's a better way. All those big up days, percentage up days, yeah. are surrounded and blanketed by some of the biggest down days. Also, holding cash <laughs> while inflation is 8-plus percent and banks are paying nothing, that's a tough call. You know what's not a tough call? Having the cash to deploy when the market turns in your favor and you're able to exponentially outgain all the buy-in well, Yeah, holders. yeah, and hang on. That, that's a very good point. That's a real, So, yes, we understand that inflation's 8%. We understand that you can't really just stay in, in, in cash long-term. Here's the good news. So the market goes down three times faster than it goes up. When it goes down, it goes down fast. And it, it, especially if you get into a correction or bear market, selling will accelerate, and you'll get a big washout within months. So you don't have to stay in cash for Two years. It's not like it's going to be in cash for years. So you will slowly, so you'll get a washout and you'll be able to start redeploying that capital in two weeks, two months, four months, and maybe, you know, 10, 20, 40% at a time in different increments. But it's not like it's a long-term allocation. Yeah. People got to get out of that, that thinking. Hey, Don. You with yes. me? Hey, uh, I'm Zach, with you. Zach, can you, um, Come out there a little bit, please. Thank you. Uh, and then uh, unzoom uh, Ross there. Could, could it be that um, – could you do the show closing uh, as if Gerber would, wanted to do the show closing for us? <laughs> Gerber close. Could, could, is that something we could do? Could, could you, you close with Gerber? Could you tell a friend, tell, instead of doing Danny, could you do it as Gerbs and what he really wants to say? Oh, I, I, I got gotcha. you. Okay. I'm going to hit play, and you just, uh, in progress, uh, tell people, and then um, I'll show people where to find all this stuff on the website. Go ahead, Don. If you like what you heard, you probably didn't, but tell your friends, tell your neighbors, uh, go to revereasset.com. Uh, I'm sorry. It is what it is. Stop looking at your statements, and we'll see you next week on your money. I mean, I mean, like people really have to watch that video to put it goddamn. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. got to see that. They got our audio <laughs> listeners are going to miss this gag. It's real good.
It's real solid. Oh my gosh. That, that is pretty funny. That was really people funny. really need to watch that video. I mean, I was amazed yeah. when I watched it. I'll put it, I'll you put it out the there. Notes. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes. All right, Daddy. <laughs> you do. Oh, you want me? Okay. Folks, listen, if you like what you heard, uh, please tell them, especially if you want to sell discipline where you have sell rules and buy rules and you don't want to have to suffer big, big drawdowns. Just tell a friend, tell a neighbor, send them to revereasset.com and they can sign up for our daily market insights newsletter and this uh, Your Money podcast. It'll go out as soon as it's uploaded and sent in the system. And we won't market them or spam them in any way. It's up to them to reach out to us if they want a complimentary portfolio review or just want to ask a question about a stock or have questions or a topic they want talked about on the show. You can email any of us at dan at revereasset.com, don, tim, or hunter at revereasset.com. And you can always call us old school at 855-REAL-WEALTH. Real quick. So what, what is this market? Like, look at gold here real quick. Oh, let me show you gold. So GSA. Why? Look at, I don't even know what gold's doing. It's down. Inflation is awful. And look at this daily chart of gold. Does that, does that, you're, it's not what people are expecting. And let me show you what the market hinges on. It's never one number in a vacuum or one thing in a vacuum, but it's pretty big. And gold and why gold is not performing. It's the dollar's pressure. The dollar is, so yesterday was a big day in the market, right? Like the Dow was up the last four days in a row. Mm-hmm. And do you notice that the dollar peaked the last four days and it came back? Mm-hmm. But the Dow was up four days in a row. And that's the dollar just coming back ever so slightly. The dollar is only up four-tenths of a percent today. Okay? And the S&P 500 is down 3.36%. If you don't think the dollar is powerful, study the relation. We'll talk to you next week on Your Money.